0: three 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 one nine three three online at mypremiereortho.com
1: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zoltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Sarah Whitmire, the News Bureau Chief for WFIU WTIU. And today we're going to talk about uh, basketball in Indiana, high school basketball and class basketball. We have three guests with us. Uh, two are going to be joining us for the first half of the program. Uh, they are Rex Kurtz, who's here in the studio. Rex and I uh, are co- were colleagues for more than 30 years at the Herald-Times, where Rex was an award-winning sports writer, covered uh, high school sports for how many years, Rex? Forty years total? Uh, about 43, I think, 40 including 30. Crawfordsville. Okay, so 43 years of being a sports writer. And also joining us by the phone is uh, Plainfield, High, Plainfield High School girls basketball coach Kurt Benj, who uh, is uh, going to be joining us from Plainfield. Kurt, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having
2: me. I appreciate
1: it. All right. And then the second half of the program, Bobby Plump is going to join us. Bobby Plump was a member of the 1954 Indiana High School – Uh, state basketball championship team from Milan High School and also was uh, sort of made famous in the movie Hoosiers, I guess. Jimmy Chitwood, maybe, and Bobby Plump are sort of the same person. There you go. (laughs) go. So you can join us on the program today by calling 855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348 or the web address is wfiu.org slash noon edition. So, Sarah, thanks for being here today.
3: Thank you, Bob. This is fun. I'm excited being a fan of the movie Hoosiers.
1: All right. Well, you're going to learn some things today. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited. Rex is an encyclopedia, and I'm sure Kurt uh, also... Very knowledgeable about the topic. So I want to start out by just sort of uh, laying, laying the groundwork. Which one of you, uh, Kurt, you can start? Are you in favor of the class system, or would you prefer going back to the single class or maybe some hybrid situation?
2: Uh, I guess I'm probably, you know, if I, if I could have my perfect world, I would like for it to be single class. Although, uh, you know, I, I have a wife that went to Lewis Cass High School and her family is largely from the Oregon-Davis area. Well, so I've, I've seen that the excitement that comes from those communities. Um, I, I see that we're a, a school, maybe the extremely small schools, may have a, have a hard time on a year-in, year-out basis competing with much larger schools. Uh, so I guess if, if I could have my perfect world, I'm a single-class guy, but I, but I kind of get uh, why those really small schools would need to have a separate tournament. So if you ask me what I think's doable, what I wish people would look at, I wish they would look at a two class uh, type of situation and not even necessarily a 50 50. Um, you know, I, every time we have these conversations, it always is we're going to draw a line in a stand. It's single same class or it's what we have now. And I, and I think that that's a big part of the reason why um, nothing gets done.
1: Yeah, well, I've heard some uh, some ideas. I actually have some ideas of my own about how this might be able to to become a um, sort of a hybrid kind of tournament. Because you know, I go way back too, and was from a small community, so I have a I have a lot of interest in this topic. Now, Rex Kurtz is here, Rex. Which uh, which way would you go? Well,
0: uh, I kind of think maybe a hybrid might work, but uh, the, the class the four class system we have now. To me, it is working just fine. Uh, of course, I grew up in the one class. Went to Lafayette Jeff, and we won like twenty nine straight sectionals up there during during my period up there in Lafayette. And finally, in nineteen sixty seven, Lafayette Central Catholic broke through, and Central Catholic led by Tom Cutter, and they beat Jeff in the sectional. I still don't like Tom Cutter and Central Catholic <laughs> for beating my Broncos doing that to us. But I mean, you know, it was. It was a basketball tournament, yes, but I once saw a commercial on television and they had a a, a race car, and uh, if you only have one race car there, do you really have a race? And so, you know, I uh, I, I don't mind the uh, the uh, class system, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, Kurt said that maybe a two-class system might work. That would work. Uh, but uh, the, the thing to me is everybody talks, when they talk about class basketball, they're always talking about the state, the state, the state. And to my way of thinking, and to a lot of people's way of thinking, the most important part of the uh, basketball season, uh, a- a- actually all sports, golf, tennis, football, no matter what, is the sectional. I think teams really, you start out the season, you're really pointing toward that sectional. That sectional is to me is still the king. You know, anything anything beyond the sectional, you win the sectional, you're fine. Anything beyond that, is to me has always been gravy. Uh, so. Uh, uh, that that's where I stand mm-hmm. on that. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe you can go two classes, but I've always wondered, uh, no matter what, no matter what to do, I would still want to stay with four classes at least a sectional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like that. This gives everybody uh, everybody a chance to winning in that sectional. You're not going to have Speedway going against Ben Davis in the sectional. Uh, and after that, could you combine them? Maybe, I don't know. Minnesota tried this a few years ago. Maybe Curt knows about this. And I, uh, I did a partial story on that, and I didn't follow up on it, and I always was aggravated myself for not following up on it. Minnesota uh, had a class system through the first two weeks of the tournament. And then for the semi-state and state levels, they combined all those into one. Now, Minnesota only did that one year and then the coaches voted they didn't want it. And I don't know why. I kind of suspect that once they won two levels, then they smelled blood. Then all of a sudden, they're, they're maybe three wins away from a ring. And so maybe that was a part of their thinking. I don't know. But I wish I, wish I knew why, why they did
1: that. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's kind of a Bob Zaltzberg plan. I kind of like that idea. So, Anyway, we're going to go to uh, the phones. I, I want to I bring back uh, Kurt, of course, and, and Rex, but first we're going to go to the phones because we've got a phone call already, and it's Jack from Carmel. Jack?
4: Yes. Hey. Good afternoon. Well, I uh, have lived in Carmel for 44 years, but I was born and raised in South Bend, and when I was in high school, Milan won the state championship and we all said that may never happen again in 100 years but i am so in favor of our class four classes it's great not only for the high school students and athletes but also for the communities and i just think that it seems like the only ones that want to go back to one class are senior citizens and i'm going to be 75 but i'm still loving the four classes for uh, for basketball in fact Back uh, back then, uh, basketball was about the only sport mm-hmm. that people went to. Now there are so many high school af- athletic programs for high school boys and girls that uh, I think ISHAA is doing a fabulous job hey. for uh, for the state of Indiana. In fact, if you look, I think at least forty six states around the country have multiple classes. Uh, Kentucky and is the only one that I know that. Still does, and I think Massachusetts does because they don 't have enough high schools
1: well i think I think what well, some of us who are sort of like uh, um the single class system, and I, you know, I'm, I've been, I've, I've watched the evolution of the class system too. But some of us, uh, and I'm not. Qu- I wouldn't classify myself as a senior citizen yet. I'm not quite your age. Uh, but, but I'm,
2: getting, I'm, I'm getting, only 41. Does that make me a senior citizen? No, 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 no Kurt. You are just a child. Okay. Okay. But, I'm,
1: just checking. But I'm between the two of you. Um, but the, I think uh, the thing that, that a lot of people who want the single class look at is that it was unique. I mean, yeah, 46 other states do class basketball, but Indiana always had the unique situation where it was a single class tournament. So well, I,
2: if I can respond to that, I, your, response, a, I, I mean, we so talk have, about yeah. other states uh-huh. having this class tournament, but what a lot of people don't understand is if you look at two of the states uh, that neighbor us, Illinois has over 729 boys' schools that compete in their state tournament. Ohio has 801 boys' schools that compete. Both those states have four classes. Why does a state that has half as many high schools need four classes?
4: That's the question I've asked since day
1: one. (laughs) All right. And Jack has an answer for you. Jack?
4: Yeah, but it's a bigger opportunity for the athletes to have the experience uh, you know, not not going beyond the
0: sectional. I had so. an experience uh, before they voted on the uh, the class system, uh, and I did a story, and I called up several of people on the uh, IHSA board of directors, and the guy that made a lot of sense to me was the athletic director at Bremen High School. Now, Bremen's up small school up north, and they've been uh, football uh, power for several years up there. And he told me, he said, he, he said, I'm voting for the class system because I have seen what it has done for our community and for our school. He said the community is much, much happier. They're, they're more friendly. He says our students uh, react better in school because uh, because of it, because of the success they had in football, and he said and that's why I'm voting for it in basketball, and I thought that made a lot of sense to me at the time, and it still does mm-hmm.
2: hey. but has anybody has anybody given any thought to the schools that don't have success now because of this system that had it before, and how those people feel you know and nobody they're, they're, to me there's this fallacy of equity that, that just isn't there i mean there were there were you talk about the sectional level you had sixty four sectional winners in the one-class system, you still only have 64 sectional winners. You've just changed who the the name is on the front of their jersey. So what about, you know, like, I I mean, I can only talk from my experience. You know, what about a school like Plainfield that only has 1,400 students and everybody thinks it's perfectly okay for us to play Avon that has 2,900. But if we want to play Cascade that has 600, we're a bully. There's there's a fallacy of equity here. It just doesn't exist that you've you really not changed anything in terms of numbers of schools having success, especially at the sectional and regional level where the numbers are exactly the same. 64 and 16. 64 and 16. And so, you know, it, it's, you've just changed the name on the front of the jersey. So yeah, Bremen's happy. A Plainfield's not. Yes, uh, Northeast Du Bois, who's won in a, on the girl side, 14 sectionals. Fourteen straight sectionals in girls basketball. Are those schools in northeast of boys girls sectionals? They feel like their opportunities better now than it was. I mean, it it, it it still exists in places, and I guess that's my problem with the four class system the way that it is is you're trying to take something that is inherently unfair and will remain that way regardless of what we do, and trying to make it fair. And it, it's, it's using one criteria, and that is enrollment.
0: Kurt, the. Uh... Uh, probably the uh, sectional that North Du Bois, Northeast Du Bois is in, is probably the same sectional today as it was 50 years ago, just like over at uh, White River Valley. The sectional they have over there in Green County. Uh, is nearly the same as it's been for years, so there hasn't been any change in sectional lever at those. But the uh, the biggest problem, uh, like I say, it would be Plainfield. When before you guys had this recent population explosion, you might be going against Ben Davis, and uh, you might have been a school of thousand. You're going against four thousand. That that's uh, uh, that discrepancy there is, is just almost uh, uh, insurmountable.
1: Well, basketball well, would gets.
2: You, would you agree? <laughs> would you agree that class has brought the private school issue? even more to
0: the forefront than it used to be, also? Uh, I don't know whether class did it, but I know that that issue is a, a, a terrible sticking point with me. I, I don't like what's going on. Uh, if you look at uh, in any sport, you're not just talking about basketball, uh, you yeah, probably realize it. Any sport, you look at the, the final 16 teams in all these sports, and I would venture to say at least six, at least six and maybe more, are going to be private schools.
1: But all that's right. a whole other all right, I'm going to invite our uh, listeners to join us again by giving our phone numbers. So phone numbers are 855-0811 in Bloomington and 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. And this is certainly one of those shows that has uh, – there's a lot of passion all around the state. Uh, and also the web address is wfiu.org slash noon edition. Um, let's see. We have another phone call, and it's Sam from Bloomington. Sam? Hi, Bob. Hey, Hi. Sam. How you doing? Good.
3: Uh, I just wanted to, to put my take on it as a fan. Uh, in '97, I was one year removed from a uh, from graduating from Bloomington North, and I had uh, the I was fortunate enough to go on that entire postseason run with the Cougars, and uh, even to the point where I had my North Cougar pet band shirt still and snuck onto the floor and watched that state final from f- about five feet from the sideline, and to to get every. Uh, to watch that, uh, that run and to go to every one of those games had that element of NCAA tourney time. And to be, even though I was a year graduated, I still considered myself uh, a Cougar every bit. And to be part of the last-class champion was such a thrill. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of teams that would love to be a, a single-class champ again. So uh, it's what made Indiana high school basketball so much fun for so long. And uh, that's my take. I loved it in 97. I, I still think it would be great for... Uh, single class once again. Thanks
1: Sam, a lot. Sam's a traditionalist. All right, Sam. Hey, thanks.
3: I have to say, and maybe I'm the most ignorant person in the room here, but um, I'm from Ohio and my small school of Georgetown, we won what I thought was the state, but really we just won that class. And then it, it was, personally just speaking, it was sort of a letdown to realize you really didn't win the state. So I'm wondering, and maybe this is completely wrong, but can you have just the winners of each of those then face off? Oh,
0: they tried that here in Indiana one year, maybe two. <laughs> and Plainfield was, was actually in that,
1: journey. It doesn't work.
2: I got to watch our boys side go through that. And that's sort of a humorous story right. on that one. We, we won the 3A state championship because, you know, in 98 we were a 3A school. And we were also on spring break the following week, the week prior to the Tournament of Champions. And our boys basketball coach, who is now our athletic director, Dana Green, uh, said, boys, go to Florida. We'll see you. Go, so that was on Saturday. We went on Saturday. They left Saturday night. They were gone Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Came back together and really only practiced late Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday for the Tournament of Champions.
0: Yeah, that so tournament.
2: Just, they just blew the whole thing off. I don't know if I could have done that.
0: That Tournament, <laughs> that tournament of Champions idea was, uh, I always thought, it was a pretty pathetic idea. And I knew it wasn't going to fly, and, and it didn't.
1: I thought it was a great idea, Sarah, but it didn't Thanks, work Bob. very well. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember that year, jeez, uh, I don't remember who was the 4A champion, but they were very, very good, and they just they clobbered the, I think it was the 1A champion. And...
2: Well, they, they lost in the 2A. The 2A, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but the 2A team beat us. Uh, uh-huh. I can't remember who it was off the top, of top of my head. But um, I remember going to the game, and I remember the whole mentality behind our boys was just, I guess, we won the state. Now we got to go do this. Because to me, to me, the great part about winning the state—I hope to get to experience it someday. I've watched my brother do it three or four times—is is winning your last game. The idea that you won your last game—there's nothing left else to prepare for. I mean, that you did it. And, and if you have to go and, and and play again, then you might as well have a have one champion and not call the other one's champion. You
1: know. Hey, Kurt, how do your girls feel about this?
2: You know, it's funny. We talked about this just a little bit because – I got it. Because they – what's going on and that they're going to be interviewed by our athletic director who just walked in the room. I'm talking about you right now. And and, uh, it's – they don't really remember. I mean, they were two or three years old when this happened. And, you know, I guess Bobby Cox got raped over the coals the other day for a statement he made in the Louisville Courier about people dying off. You know, I, I, I don't know why people, I don't think you know, those guys are good people, and I don't think he meant it the way some of the people at Milan interpreted it. Matter of fact, I know he didn't, that they're trying to do the right thing. But I think that the problem with that argument, that that's true of any change that's made, whether it's good or bad, is that people are eventually going to forget it. And I, I don't, you know, the problem right now is these kids need to be re-educated on what what it was like, so they can make a, a, an educated decision about which one they want. They don't know anything else right now.
1: We might say. That and Bob- if you
2: ask me, what our girls think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think our girls are, are will play anybody. I mean, you know, like we're not as big a school as everybody thinks. We are. We're like I say, we're fourteen hundred, and for where we're located, that's. We're 75, I think, on the list. So we got no hope of ever being 3A, and we're not going to ever be a giant. Our growth is very, very slow. Um, But our mentality here has always been, you know, who do you want to play? Like I talked about Oregon Davis. When Oregon Davis' girls won a state championship, they had the Minnick sisters. Because my family was from up there, we went up there and played them, and they beat us. I mean, they, they beat us. Now They came down here the next year, and we beat them. So, you know, I think it's conceivable. I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we start talking about Ben Davis or Carmel or Warren Central. These are mega schools. Nobody is of that size. But the majority of your 4A schools are below 2,000 students. So, you know, I I really think in most cases, you know, he he made a good point earlier about Speedway being in Ben, ben Davis' old sectional. Yes, that that that's a problem. That's a problem. But and I've been on the Coaches Association for a while, when I got to listen to somebody from, you know, Jasper worry about Ben Davis, you're never going to play Ben Davis. <laughs> I mean, those guys all beat up on each other. They were in the same regional, you know, except for if you happen to be a Speedway. Like, you know, there were a few sprinkled out of The people who really brought his class were Anderson, uh, Lafayette, Jeff, Terre Haute, Newcastle. Those, those schools, those big schools that sat out there on an island that drew in the other
1: smaller schools. Yeah, but, you know, I, I grew up around the Newcastle area in Winchester, and uh, the fact is, though, that when they get to the regional round, it would be Newcastle versus Muncie versus Richmond versus Winchester. So, you know, the, the, uh, there were three big schools that would make it to the regional round. So, you know, they, they won every sectional, but the regional mm-hmm. round was different. Kurt, Bob asked
0: you about, you know, uh, your girls and what they think about it. I, as long as I've been around uh, I, I don't hardly ever hear boys. The uh, I, I didn't cover the girls as much until, until later on in uh, my career, but uh, I never heard hardly anybody ever talk about class this and class that. They, they, I don't think they cared. Uh,
2: no, I, I don't think they. They, they just want to play. I mean, they just want to play, and and I think that the excitement of it is is what's missing. Um, you know, and there are factors. I, I, I'm not naive. I mean, there are factors out there culturally that have caused the tenants to decline in a variety of things. But I think anybody that looks at the numbers, you don't have to be an accountant to figure out that class greets the skids. But the excitement is just not there anymore. Now, do I think we can go back to one class? No, I don't think we can. You, know, you guys, you know, the hybrid thing is out there. I get concerned when we talk about the hybrid thing that you're going to end up in sort of a version of what we have with the Tournament of Champions. I, I really think if there's going to be any consensus at all, there's any hope for it to be anything other than what it is? It would be a two, just a straight two-class system that would bring back some of the traditional rivalries, bring back, decrease some of the travel, um, you know, where people can go and watch other schools But I know on the girls' side, one of the big issues right now on the girl side isn't class; it's it's the tournament <laughs> being in Fort Wayne and Terre Haute and and. Um, you know, having to, having to compete with a boys sectional that's going on, you know, at the same time as the girls state finals. So I, you know, some of those things are societal and you're never going to get them corrected. But there's just, the, the tournament right now is just wacky what it used to be. I mean, when you have a, a 2A champion, and this is literally what happens. You have, let's the 3A game, you have a 3A champion and they get them up there, hurry up, get your medals, can't even cut the net down anymore. You can cut it down and take it back and cut it up in the locker room. Everybody get off. We've got another game to come. And it's just, what a letdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you just achieve something that you want to even working your whole life for. And it's, it's, it's hard to watch, and I've never even gotten to do it. You it's know, hard to sit there in the stands <laughs> and watch
0: it. You know, talk about a letdown. Uh, currently, the IHSA is conducting meetings all around the state on this. And the 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 person who uh, got this started, uh, I think, was uh, – the, uh, the legislator from Carmel,
1: Mike Dell. Mike Dell. Okay,
0: correct. now, when I first heard that, I I just you know, <laughs> I didn't have a fit or anything, but here we have a legislator trying to tell the <laughs> IHS what to do. Wait a minute, those legislators can't even run their own show heck you vote them into the office and what do they do? They run off to Illinois and, and hole up in a motel. Mm-hmm. We don't need the legislature involved in this. Uh, I mean, maybe as a, from a fan standpoint, but my golly, as as let them run the show. Uh-uh. No, <laughs>
2: Rex, Rex has been. Uh, on. I, w- I would agree with that, but I, I want to go back real quick on a, with the guy from Carmel called in. Uh-huh. I hope he, he's still listening. He's a funny personal story I have. I took our middle school kids up to play in Carmel Westfield um, area. Uh, in, a, in a, an AAU tournament right towards the end of the boys' season. It was the weekend of their semi-state. And so we're at Carmel, and we walk in the gym, me and my assistant coach, and we're getting ready to play this AAU game with seventh graders. And um, we, a couple of people at the door at Carmel, a couple of ladies, probably in their 40s, who were working a gate at a basketball tournament. And I said, boy, it must have been hard to get workers this weekend. And they looked at me like I was from another planet. And, and, and I said, what, what do you mean? I said, well, your boys are in the semi-state. I'm sure everybody wanted to go up and watch them. They didn't even know. They looked at each other and didn't know that their boys' basketball team was playing in a semi-state. And, and that, that's, I mean, that's sad.
1: It's yeah, <laughs> I mean, not the way it so used I to think. be, that's for sure. Hey, we're going to take a short break, um, Kurt, so stick with us. And we're gonna, we have a phone caller that's going to be on the air afterward. We also have Bobby Plump, who's going to be joining us after the break. You're listening to Noon Edition.
5: This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net and from Premier Ortho, online at mypremierortho.com. You can take WFIU with you by downloading podcasts directly to your PC, Mac, or MP3 player. Programs such as Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor and Harmonia, and short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, and Play and Opera Reviews
1: Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg from the Herald-Times along with Sarah, so, co-host, Sarah <laughs> Whitmire, co-host Sarah Whitmire from WFIU and WTIU. Uh, we have uh, guests in the studio, Rex Kurtz, a uh, longtime sports writer. He's a member of the uh, Indiana High School Sports Writers Hall of Fame or something like that. Right, Rex? That's, yes, sir. I believe that's right. And uh, we also uh, are going to be joined on the phone now by Bobby Plump who was a player on the 1954 Milan State Championship. Bobby, thanks for being here. Are you there? I am here. Hey, thanks for being here. We appreciate your joining us. Uh, well, I also want to thank Kurt Binge, who was on before. I, I sort of made a mistake. We had, We were... Having uh one, with one line, we have Bobby on now, and Kurt is off, but Kurt was great talking about uh, his views on the class basketball system and uh, going back to to one class and we 're going to have uh, Bobby Plump on for this half of the program. We have uh, some phone numbers to give you eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington and eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight outside of the Bloomington area. WFIU.org slash noon edition is the web address. Bobby, if you'll hold on for a second, we're going to go to the phones. Reggie from Terre Haute is on. Reggie?
6: Yes. um, I'm just curious as to why the pushback is so stiff when it comes to high school class basketball when colleges have been doing the same thing without controversy for decades. For example, no one expects tiny Wabash College in Crawfordsville to compete in the same NCAA tournament that IU enters every year, or Notre Dame. So why do people think at kosher to expect tiny turkey-run high school, population 280, to compete against schools with
7: 2,2500 students?
1: Bobby, you want to answer that?
7: Sure, I'll attempt to. Uh, I'm not sure that it's uh, exactly correct that uh, the NCAA handles it that way. You talk about tiny... Uh, Wabash, uh, do you realize Butler University only has 4,000 students and Duke University only has 6,000 students? And secondly, the reason there is so much uh, enthusiasm about the single class tournament is the fact that the people of Indiana and even... made at sectional level not winning the state tournament obviously that was the ultimate goal but when you went to the multi-class and and I prefer to uh, refer to what we had before as a class tournament we now have multi-class and unfortunately the multi-class has molded into what is a community tournament because only those in that area, unless it's a special team, realize that they are state champions. It still is a great accomplishment. I've congratulated every person and every school I've ever met in a multi-class, and, and it's wonderful. We're not trying to take anything away from the accomplishments of those uh, uh, student-athletes. But the fact is that in the single-class tournament over the 15 years before it changed, It lost like 1% a year, and a total drop of like 150000 I don't have those before me, but I have the figures if you would like to call me and I'll share them with you. After the two years of the uh, uh, so-called experiment, attendance dropped by almost half. It increased a little bit. Now it's dropping again. The people of Indiana have voted with their feet that they like the single-class tournament better. And it doesn't harm a small team to get defeated. In life, they're going to find that that is going to happen quite often. And if, if it's taught correctly, uh, life situations should be taught in high school, college, and the whole thing. They're going to have to compete with larger schools, I'm, I'm sure. Steve Jobs didn't uh, consider himself uh, and, and be frightened by IBM and all these large corporations when he started Apple. Uh, and again, my concern is that if there's one thing that's overriding. It's the safety of people. I've received calls. They have to go 50 miles to a sectional. Well, if there's three games, that's. that's 300 miles or traveling. They've taken away the natural rivalries at sectional, and I would like to see that back. So would you also be a proponent
6: of uh, one, one class for football?
7: Absolutely not. Number one, I don't think that in let's go back to the football thing. Uh, how did the tournament work before 1975?
6: Before 75, In I, football. I, I think it was open to all schools.
7: No, there wasn't a football tournament. It never occurred until the mid-70s. So we're compare, you're comparing apples and oranges. I don't think that the football ought to go to a single class, if for no other reason. Then safety Let's issues. Consider, now, stop a second. Let's consider that you can play one football game a week. When would you start the tournament? You couldn't have a season, number one. And there is a difference between size and injury and putting it. You can only put, uh, uh, you know, it takes ten players to field a basketball team. You can only put five on the floor at the same time. And whether they're large schools, uh, small schools, if largeness had something to do it, North Central would have won more state tournaments in the single class and they didn't win one. Tech Mr. was the largest school in the in the state. They didn't win any. Terre Haute had large schools. They didn't win any. Columbus didn't win any. Uh, football Plum. should be in a class system. It's the only way you can have a season and work it out. And you're talking of different things.
1: Hey, I'm the referee here. I'm gonna blow my whistle. Reggie, do you have a do you have a comment you wanna make?
7: Well, aside
6: from Mr. Plump's heroic victory in the in the fifties when he led Milan to the title uh, Mr. Plump, can you point to one other small team that has ever won the single class Indiana high school basketball tournament before? Oh, well, I can
7: point to a lot of them that made it to the final four and didn't win. Argus comes to mind, uh, 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 and Lagodi comes to mind. So they fell short. Does that make them not successful? Absolutely not. Every 11 years in the single-class tournament, a small school made it as far as the semifinals, and my contention is that the whole state knew about that, and it created excitement just as Butler created excitement going to the Final Four. Did they win? Absolutely not. So why if do you people suppose, talk about why it? And suppose the colleges, colleges don't yes. adopt and your did philosophy? Did it ruin the psyche of those kids? Absolutely
1: not. Okay, Reggie, we're going to ask this one last question to, to uh, Bobby Plump. And, okay. All right. So, so Reggie wants to know, uh, you know, why do you think colleges don't adopt the same you know, the same philosophy?
4: Just what I
7: said. Mm-hmm. It the I think an colleges have taken over the interest. Because they allowed, it used to be, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, In 1939, the NCAA had eight teams in the tournament. It finally went to 16. Nobody really paid any attention to it in the 40s and 50s. When I was recruited by IU, they kept talking about an NCAA championship. And I was a naive uh, kid. I I grant you that. I had never heard of it. They finally Plum, went to do you think it would be
3: very sporting, sporting if Paul and Green
1: Indiana, traveled to Duke University when they played Doppel- If I had my – I'm blowing out, my whistle. Okay. <laughs> Reggie, th- th- thanks. Reggie, thanks a lot for the Thank call. You. Thanks for the discussion. All right. We appreciate Bob, it. Bob, I got a call uh, – <laughs> I got a question
0: for Bob Plump Bob, this is Rex Kurtz, retired sports writer, and I want to know why the Muncie Central coach let you stand out there and hold that ball for 5 minutes i mean in today's today's ball game the uh, that's not going to happen they're going to go go after you and, and press you and make uh, make you do something why well, did he why head, did he